Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of Parents Under the Stairs. My name is Ian, and I'm here with other hosts. Presley. And we're starting a new web show with the QVC Network, Quality Violence Cinema Network. Uh, that's going to be kind of just discussing horror films, not going into the same extremes as QVC, but we're going to bring more kind of a different take to it. Yeah, we're just going to keep it a little simpler, not as extreme. (laughs) So maybe more of the people we know, I know, can enjoy some talk about some horror movies. Yeah. Not saying that this is going to be like a safe for children channel or anything. Oh, absolutely not. No. (laughs) I think we'll probably talk about some pretty fucked up stuff on the first episode, but maybe something a little more accessible for maybe the Fangoria crowd or something like that. Yeah. So you want to explain what we're doing today? Yep. Today we're going to go into our favorite movies, um, stuff that's really influential to us and stuff that got us into this whole horror thing in the first place so i'll let you start off if you want we're gonna just kind of pick six movies each and you want to go into your favorite first so the first movie i want to mention is the bride of chucky which i know it's not exactly a perfect movie (laughs) or you know even a perfect sequel to a movie but this is the first movie I can recall that I just loved. And I even have, you know, memories of it that I don't even know. But my mom's always telling me that when I was little, I used to watch it all the time, like 3 a.m., like a little weirdo. <laughs> and I'd scare the shit out of myself. And I'd just go and be like, Mom, help. You know, he's killing people. And she's like, well, just shut it off. Have and- a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drink about it. <laughs> No, shout out to my mom, though, for letting me watch that and not give a shit. And, you know, I think more parents need to be that supportive of their kids no matter what they want to do. So my parents didn't let me watch anything. And look how I turned out. I would say I'm a little more extreme on the (laughs) spectrum than you are when it comes to horror films. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Especially recently, I'm seeing some of the stuff that, you know, you and Christian talk about. (laughs) And it's a little taboo, but I support you wholeheartedly yeah as long as it's art it's fine with me when it gets into like anything too real i get a little bit shy away (laughs) so i'll start with my first uh it's gonna be one movie but i'm gonna kind of show you a few things that i have because they're special but it's the blair witch project here's the vhs box set which also comes with curse of the blair witch project oh shit Right here, a lot of people that used to go to the video store might remember that these used to be rented next to each other all the time. Um, This was just kind of a complimentary piece that came out because the first one made so much money. My dad took me and my brother to that movie in Vancouver, Canada when it came out in theaters back in like 98 or 99. And I can't even really remember how I reacted to it, but I was like pretty freaked out. I was four years old when that came out, and I remember my Uncle John rented it, and he had all of my older cousins in the room watching it, so me and a couple of my cousins around my age, like, cracked the door open, and we're, like, peeking through, and we're like, oh my god, like, even the little sliver of it we watched, we were just, like, shitting ourselves. Yeah, I know, it doesn't really show that much, but I think the creepy thing about it is more the backstory and the lore, like, how 
solidified they were with it. Like they really fleshed out this idea and worked into this whole world of this forest that if you spend the night, you end up in this like time space continuum that's in a loop and all this crazy shit and like all the backstory with, uh, it's really cool. Cause I also have this, which is really rare and it's only like 15 or 20 minutes. No, it's 30 minutes long, but this was put out, uh, I think on HBO or something like that. Some just made for TV in the UK. I don't know, but, uh, this tells a lot of cool backstory too. I just love the Blair Witch lore and everything like Anything they add into that series, I'm down for, even if it's bad. They could make an animated one, and I'd love it. Uh, yeah, I would watch it. And I think I just like it a little more, because that's one of the first movies we watched together. Mm-hmm. So it's just... Yeah, we watched that tape, actually, on VHS. I was like, if we're going to watch it, we got to watch it on VHS. Because I'm pretentious. <laughs> but it is true. It gives it a certain aesthetic, because the cool thing about the movie is they shot it on film and VHS, so you're getting this really old look to it. And then if you watch it on a VHS, it's like you're almost feels taboo. Like you're watching like crime, crime scene evidence. Oh yeah. It took me back to 98. I was only four, but you know, it was still horrifying. It still is kind of, it's still, it's horrifying. It's a good ass movie. Yeah. One of those good shot on video, you know, firsthand accounts. Oh yeah. All right. What's your next pick? Uh, So my next pick, I don't have a DVD copy or anything, but I'm going to have to say it's Martyrs, French horror film that I just recently watched like three years ago, and I've probably seen it like 27 times, and if you've ever seen it, you know the state of my well-being, and I need help. <laughs> um, I just think it's really an extraordinary movie. It really, it's like can relate, you know, my life sucks sometimes, so the suffering that they endure, I'm kind of like, same, like... <laughs> Not to that extent, but I just feel like if I were ever in that position, you know, it wouldn't be my worst Friday night. Um, It's just such a good movie and really makes you think, you know? Yeah, I I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I think it's a really, really good movie. I just feel like the ending, it just never worked for me. But that's why a lot of people love that movie is I think that ending is really special. So, well, there's a lot. There's a lot, there's a million ways, you know, you can interpret it. And I think that's why it's so good, like open-ended. You can just use your imagination and think one thing one day and one thing the next day. And yeah. anything works in that sense, I feel. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a masterpiece. Don't get me wrong. It's just that ending has just never worked for me. And no, it, I get it. The first time I watched it, I felt gypped because I was so invested and I was like, what the fuck happened? You know, mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah. But um, it's. It's a really, really good, I think it's a a lot of people's gateway into extreme cinema because a lot, you talk to a lot of people, even my brother who has seen it and he hasn't even seen that much extreme cinema. So it's cool that you can like it. He did, but he said it was like, made him really sit depressed. One and done kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's a depressing movie. It is. It's not okay, but that's why I love it so much. I really like shit that makes me feel that can put me in a position where I can really try and like i i can feel you know sadness and empathy and icky all at the same time i love movies that make me that kind of take me away from myself yeah and that's why i watched extreme cinema i had so much terrible shit happen in my life that to me it you're almost going through someone else's survival scenario and it takes your mind off of your survival scenario and it also helps you 
think about ways that you could endure a survival scenario if you were put into like an extreme situation so yeah totally that's why you know i was going through a really rough time when i first watched that so i really i don't want to say i could relate but you know i kind of kind of paralleled my own life and i'm like yeah i get it like when they're cutting her hair i was losing my hair at that time and i had a huge bald spot on the back of my head and i was like oh my god like i know (laughs) i feel how you feel kind of thing you know for sure um i'm gonna kind of follow up on the found footage theme i almost feel like these movies are connected when it comes to like how they were shot in a way at least the second half of this movie cannibal holocaust which you're also a huge fan right oh absolutely this is another thing that when me and her first met we bonded over because she was able to actually like find it um on streaming um in your little like because you you live in a little town it's kind of hard to find you can't just find this yeah i watched it on crackle in like 2014 because she lived like in the middle of montana like bad wi-fi like yeah so and you had a video store right if you want to call it that essentially it was four walls with vhs tapes all over yeah but yeah this is a really 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 good version of it and it comes with the soundtrack just fucking fantastic soundtrack which was actually recently featured in a favorite show of yours. Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, I was like, I, why do I know the soundtrack? And I had Ian come. I was like, what is this from? And he's just like, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Knew right away. Yeah, I mean, it's such a memorable theme. I love it so much. But yeah, this collection, or it's pretty much a collection because it's got so much special features on the back. Like, it's got a little documentary. So it's one of my favorite things I own. cannibal holocaust and like i was saying earlier they just they did found footage way before anybody else did it was 1980 when that movie came out and blair witch came out 20 some years almost 30 years later yep so and so iconic because i think everyone and their mom knows you know the director had to go to court for it and Mm -hmm. made his main characters kind of hide out so it's just it would be very difficult to try and even attempt to do another movie like that in this day and age. Yeah. It wouldn't be possible. Yeah. People try to do like these ARGs, augmented reality things where um, they'll try to like make a website that kind of leads into the movie. Blair Witch did it. Yeah. But, I remember um, that. But I mean, it's, it's never going to be as effective as Cannibal Holocaust. Unfortunately, back then it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So not a lot of people in the States even knew about it until it came here um, for distribution in like the year 2000 or something from Grindhouse releasing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was bootlegged on VHS and stuff and people had like, you know, bootlegs and even people knew about it here, but it wasn't as known about by horror fans. It was kind of like a holy grail for a while. I wouldn't have even heard about it, but I was on a trip to Missoula because, you know, I lived, say, here's Montana. I lived way up here. And we kind of, we weren't close to anything. So I had to go to Missoula one time and that's like 10 hours away. So I actually bought a horror magazine and I'd never seen a horror magazine before. And I'm like 18 years old. So you can tell how kind of not sheltered, what word am I, isolated from a lot of things I was. So I bought this magazine and Rob Zombie, who I really don't like, but he talked about Cannibal Holocaust. And I was like, holy fuck, I got to see that. And I didn't get to watch it like two years later until i found it on crackle and just yeah 
iconic. Oh yeah. Which what what's your next one? I just went. Um same director of Martyrs and we just recently watched this Incident in a Ghostland. It's dope. It was such a good movie and there's a very wild twist that really knocked me off my feet and I don't know. That movie is very hard to watch for me. We I watched it again like last week and it just it still made me feel very uncomfortable and like not a whole lot of movies can do that for me. So for me to like not be able to watch a movie like when I like a movie, I'll watch it like 30 times. That's just what I do. So I have a habit of watching the same like 15 movies. And this is one I honestly don't think I could watch again because like Martyrs, you can feel the hopelessness in Martyrs. You know, it's not going to get any better for these characters. And Incident in a Ghostland gives you this little glimmer of hope and you're like, oh my God. And then, you know, it just rips the rug out from under you and it just fucking, it ruined my day, honestly. And I, if, you know, I didn't, I wanted to cry. (laughs) It was very, it was tough. It was a tough watch. Yeah, it goes a lot more into like trauma and tragedy and shit than than Martyrs, I think, does. I think Martyrs is is like, you know, straight up torture, but this is way more emotional, but it's also very physical. So, yeah, very painful movie to watch. It was. It, yeah. And like that little like you feel hope for this character and you're like, oh, like, yeah, like your life's going to suck and you're going to have like some things to get over. But you're an adult now and you're doing great. No. So I would absolutely recommend that. No, I would not recommend that to a lot of people. You have to be in the right mood to watch Incident and Ghostland because I feel like, I don't know, it'll it'll change your night to to a sad night if you're in a happy mood first. Yeah, you're going to need a Xanax afterwards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but we we were really pleased with it afterwards. I mean, it didn't ruin our night. It just put us in a mood. So it made, I was thinking about it for days afterwards. Yeah. Like it just kept replaying in my head, and I'm like, that was a beautiful fucking movie. Speaking of painful to watch, this one makes some people cringe. <laughs> it's uh, basically when it comes to the genre of torture porn. I mean, this is about as torturous as it gets. Wow, I didn't even know there was this many discs in here. <laughs> I haven't opened it in a while, but uh, yeah, this movie's great. It um, basically is as brutal as it gets for as long as it can get Ichi the killer. This is what got me into underground films. What got me into foreign film. Um, some of the CGI is very dated, but it's based on a manga series. So it makes sense. And that's kind of why I didn't really enjoy it. I I don't know. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite foreign horror movie for sure. And I can see why anyone wouldn't like it because it's got a lot of, I'd say divisive material in it, but um, for example, every female in this movie dies a horrible death. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like very misogynistic. Not misogynistic from the director's viewpoint, but the characters in the story come from a misogynistic like kind of stance. Like so, I'm not saying the filmmakers are. I'm just saying that's what's this based on the yakuza. So go figure. So yeah, Ichi the Killer, fucking brutal. You can pretty much find this anywhere to watch but i recommend it if you haven't yet my next pick is candy man wait yeah candy man candy man candy man candy man candy man we just said oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um the remake right 
no absolutely not oh <laughs> uh, no i can't even talk about that but the original i watched when i was very young one of my friends had it on vhs i'm pretty sure and the first time i watched it and still to this day it really makes me uneasy it just really hits all those like notes you know you have this woman who is like kind of i feel like people are trying to convince her she's going crazy obviously they're like this dude doesn't exist he's an urban legend you're out here murking bitches like what's going on and the theme song i can't do the theme song it scares the shit out of me phil glass yeah so fucking good and he i guess he hates Candyman too like he doesn't like that oh movie. really yeah <laughs> well fuck kudos to him though he made a badass theme song he's made a few yeah he's a good really really good composer Oh, yeah, we have the poster right there. Yeah, I was trying to point to it, but I don't know how cameras work. <laughs> so, yeah, Candyman, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure, you know, we've all said his name five times in the mirror, mm -hmm. hoping to see what, see something cool happen. But it was just, it was very iconic for me. I've seen that movie probably like 50 times, and it's it's just wonderful. I can't say the sequels are as good, but, you know, mm -mm. they try. They, did, they didn't want the franchise to die, and Tony Todd does most of them, so. Yeah yeah that's a good one another one that's really uh kind of pulls at your emotions too. it really does Candyman has a really dark like his demise is really sad but at the same time that that's the thing i didn't like about the sequel is like they couldn't decide if he was a good guy or a bad guy but mm -hmm. tru well, truthfully i think he's a good guy i think he's just kind of revenge on society kind of thing hate crimes i get yep. it i feel it yep um let's see next i'll i'll go gross again for our next one and that would be Ooh. serbian film this is the disney version <laughs> the um unrated not the unearthed one that just came out which is like the definitive one and i'm holding out to buy a new copy of serbian film until unearth puts out the next one because it's supposed to have more footage and documentary and stuff so Ooh, i can't wait for a serbian documentary yeah so i don't really need to say a whole lot about this movie on this channel because everybody has heard something about this movie something or another if you haven't heard of this movie yet you probably shouldn't look into it because that means you're probably part of an information echo chamber that is free of this kind of filth so i would maybe avoid it but if you do like really fucked up, messed up stuff, check out a Serbian film. It goes about as far as you can go. In a word, rape? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Trigger trigger warning <laughs> for every type of rape or abuse or molestation. Or... It's everything under the sun. Nothing is off limits. And I think that's what makes it so fucking good. Yeah. You Snuff, know, people are incest. like one, one time and watch it. I've seen it three times. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to watch it more. And it's really well made. It reminds me of a David Fincher movie, like uh, Fight Club or something. It's got that really like, glossy, stylish, kind of fast-paced feel to it. So, Well, yeah, everyone thought it was going to be like a masterpiece, and everyone that worked on it was like, it kind of ruined my career. Yeah. <laughs> it was a career killer. Yeah. Yeah, so my next movie is... Halloween, but... More specifically, Halloween 4, which, again, not a great sequel, not a classic horror movie, but it's just one that I grew up watching so much. And that little video store we were talking about, 
I rented it at least like six times because I I love that one so much. And I, I don't know why I didn't bother to watch the previous ones, but Halloween 4 was always on AMC, you know, Fear Fridays. That one would always be on. Oh, yeah. It was on all month, like Halloween month. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. for some reason, they played uh, four and five all the time, but they never played any of the other ones. No. And that's why I watched it so much because it was easily accessible because I was not allowed to watch horror movies growing up. So, unfortunately for me, I had to really sneak around it. So, you know, I would. Unless go... you were at your mom's house. Yeah. Unless I was with my mom, and then she would. <laughs> Yeah, we don't talk about my mom. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but my dad, he was like, horror movies are evil and Satan and blah. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. So I would wait till he goes to work. I would rent this movie and I would watch it while he was at work during the day. And it still scared the shit out of me. And that's why I just, I, it's so memorable for me because it was just something I watched a lot because it was easily accessible. And, you know, he didn't really care if we watched amc horror movies because everything was edited yeah that's a good point and that's how i saw my first nightmare on elm street movie was on amc that i saw uh the dream master part four Hmm. and it was all cut but still i was like fuck yeah felt so cool being a kid watching a horror movie when you're not allowed to i know well okay gonna stray a little bit my dad did sign we had a movie theater it was a very small movie theater and I was like in third grade and our parents had to sign us in to see an R-rated movie. So every time we go see something that was R-rated, our dad would have to sign us in. And for whatever reason, I'll never know the answer. He signed me and my brother in to go see Freddy vs. Jason. And there's like titties and there's sex. And we were just like, ooh. Like, but... It's like the most inappropriate of both series too. Like when it comes to the amount of sex and like drugs and gore like yeah. that's like the worst of both series that you could show your ch- i know child. and he was like okay let's do it and he just you know get he i don't know he just wanted to get rid of us i guess so take him to a r-rated movie should have taken you to the ring or some whatever else, like <laughs> j-horror remake was out at the time not fucking friday versus jason <laughs> all right so let's see i think i'm gonna go next a very very well-known movie, Evil Dead 2. This is the movie that got me into like horror films pretty much in general. It was the Evil Dead 1 and 2. Uh, before, when I was a kid, I saw these movies in the video store and I couldn't imagine what was happening in the movies. And when I actually saw them, I, was, I wasn't let down at all. Just nonstop blood, gore, humor some scary stuff it's scary for kids so like i mean i actually watched it with my kid and he wasn't scared but still back in the day it was kind of like a little bit scarier than your average like jason freddy movie just because it had like i mean it was the ultimate experience in grueling terror it's like non-stop you know one thing after another so it's it packs a lot in yeah totally yeah everyone's kind of heard of it or seen it by now especially with the ash vs. evil dead show this is just great and this is a really good version of it the 4k so got that i still have yet to see the third one from that franchise army of darkness yeah let's go on yeah maybe one day that's one that they played on tv a lot too i think on usa or sci-fi or something yeah 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 they played dawn of the dead remake and that was one that scared the shit out of me not that i'm going to talk about it very much but they played that on usa a lot so but 
nice little segue into my next movie. What's my last movie? I'm sorry. I forgot. Oh, Psycho. 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 Yes. How could you forget? Psycho? I know. How dare I? He, I mean, you got him on your arm. I know. Sh- 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 we'll see if we can. Like... Norman. Right. That's my favorite right tattoo. <laughs> um. So Psycho, absolutely have to mention that one. I didn't, I haven't, a lot of movies, like classic movies, I didn't get to see till my 20s, essentially. Because like I said, I watched the same 15 movies over and over again. So starting to dive into a lot of other things. The first time I saw Psycho, it just blew my fucking mind. And I was like, why did I wait so long to watch this? I watched The Birds before I watched Psycho. And Psycho just really was just a game changer for me essentially you know you have norman bates and i knew i knew the story but actually watching the movie and digesting everything was so good it doesn't i mean it doesn't they remade it uh was it gus van sant or somebody the vince vaughn one yeah yeah um they remade it and it's weird because the original feels just as modern as the remake it's just a this timeless movie it it could have been made now and like psycho just doesn't feel dated in any way no and i feel like specifically it's just so taboo for the time as well you know a mentally ill cross-dresser like that was a lot for the time when it came out i couldn't tell you the date but still for that time like it was crazy. And there was that one scene where he comes out from the room and the detective's going up the stairs and that scared the fuck out of me. And that inspired like one of my favorite slashers that I talk about all the time. I was going to put it on my list, but I didn't have room. But that's Maniac from 1980, Ooh. which I, I always like, I don't know if it inspired it, but I just feel like with the mannequins and the wigs and like all that stuff, I just feel like there was some inspiration there. Oh, there has to be. Yeah. Oh, and that that movie also gives you that really icky feeling maniac's the best slasher of all time it's so goddamn good i think yeah it should have been on my list but it's not oh yeah wait are you next to me no i just did psycho is that your last one yes okay so i'll do my last one the beyond you love this movie too right yeah you love it well i'm wearing my from beyond not the beyond but both I have good. two The Beyond shirts. Both it's good. so fucking good. This one's a little more epic, in my opinion, than From the Beyond. I mean, From Beyond, but there, you can't really compare them. It's Lucio Fulci in his prime, I would say. This is Lucio Fulci throwing everything at the screen that he does. He's got zombies. you got, like, killings. you got hell. spiders, like killer spiders. There's hell. Like, I mean, if you, or The Beyond or whatever we want to call yeah. it. It's so good. Um, let's see if there's anything uh, in here. Nope. But yeah, this is the uh, I think this is the anchor. Yeah, the anchor bay. I've had this since probably like 2001. I've had this for so long, and I still love it. I'm never getting rid of this DVD. I love it. Probably watched it like 40 times. And it's got a necrophagia music video for annual no, no terror on it, which is really good. Where it, repeats the little girl getting her head blown off it's pretty funny oh, that was sick the italian horror just has such good gore it, like even for the time like oh it just looks like are crazy they like went to a butcher shop and a paint shop and just like mixed red paint with like nasty no fucks given <laughs> yeah. all bets are off yeah so that's gonna be our very first episode um just kind of like a little mini show um it's a podcast, web show, whatever you want to call it, part of the QVC network. 
hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for doing the show with me. Thank you for having me. Yep. Cool. Take care. Peace. <laughs>